You're listening to episode 84 of the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we talk about a simple practice to help you get 100% aligned for the year to come. Welcome to the Rebel Buddhist Podcast, where we explore how to use the science of psychology, Eastern spiritual practices like mindfulness and compassion, and the game-changing work of self-coaching so you can free your mind and free your life. I'm your host, Anna Verzoni. Hey, hey, crazy humans. Today is winter solstice, at least the day I'm recording this is. And for me, this is a time of letting go and setting intentions for the new year. In Alaska, this time of year is super dark. Like Anchorage only gets about five hours of daylight on winter solstice, which is why I'm recording this from Hawaii, by the way. But before I dive in to this practice, I wanted to give a shout out to Mama Sifu who left a sweet review on iTunes for the pod. They said, I've never seen a more timely and relevant list of topics. I am four episodes in and can't wait to listen to the rest. In moderation, of course, as to not miss out on life in real time. Right on, Mama Sifu, keeping it in the real world. (laughs) And they said, presentation is perfect, real, natural, calming like she is talking to listeners personally. Well, I am Mama Sifu, and thank you for taking the time to leave the review. And if y'all love the pod, please take a minute to write one too. It would mean a lot to me. I'd really appreciate it. And it helps the web folks know that people want to hear this and they'll share it more. Okay, back to solstice and this practice I want to teach you, okay? I will say that the other aspect of the longest night of the year is that it means for every day going forward that there will be more and more light. And for me, especially because my body and mind are so sensitive to sunlight, this is something to celebrate and really look forward to. It's this time of year where, like the yin-yang symbol I discussed in the couple episodes back, the most extreme end of one starts to morph into its polar opposite. The darkest day of the year starts to morph into the light. And this is the way things are, Rebels. So today I wanted to talk about how to pick your word of the year, because how we participate in this transition, how we become active creators of our own life instead of passive observers of our life, letting things happen to us, how we actively create the life of our dreams is to move, think, and feel with intention. In Freedom School, I take students through the process of review, reflect, and align. And this is a process of looking back in order to live forward. I go through that process in episodes 32 and 33, so I'll link to those in the show notes. But this pod, I want to focus on something a little different, your word of the year. And it may seem hokey, it may seem pith, it may seem trite, it may seem cliche, like some life coaching woo, but you know what? Almost everyone I roll with in my growth circle, by growth circle, I mean the people I intentionally hang out with because they help me grow. Almost everyone I roll with picks a word of the year from Dharma teachers to yoga teachers to my millionaire boss lady biz coach. They know the importance of intention. And for me, that's what the word of the year is. 
an intention. Now, I really want to encourage you to listen to episodes 32 and 33 before picking your word of the year, or if you're in freedom school, to also catch the replay of the up-level virtual retreat we had last week, because we want to set our intentions with wisdom, informed by what we've learned. But if you don't have time for that, I totally get it. You can still roll with just this episode, okay? So here, I want to first talk about the difference between goals and intentions, because often when people think about the new year, they think of resolutions and goals like I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to write more, meditate more, do yoga four times a week or whatever. But there's this other aspect of goals that guide you, and that is the intention behind the goals. A goal describes what you want to achieve, and intention is the deeper purpose behind your actions. All your actions, actually, not just when you're working towards a specific goal. A goal focuses on the future, on external accomplishments. Goals have specific outcomes. They describe what you want to do and are future focus. Like see the sunrise five days a week, run a marathon, or go to Hawaii. (laughs) Intentions focus on a present internal state of being that you want to cultivate. They describe how you want to be or feel in the moment, how you want to move through life, how you want to show up, an internal state of being. Examples of intentions would be to be confident or compassionate, grounded, gentle, inspired, excited about life. The word of the year is more about intention than goals. Your word of the year helps you get to the goal, right? It's about how you go about achieving your goals and how to align your life with your values, with the life you want to create. And we need different medicine at different times in our life. In the past, I've had my word of the year range from things like thrive to inspire to adventure and self-love. That was a big one. That was mine for this year. To set an intention, think about how you'd like to show up in the next year. What you would like to be at the root of all your actions for the next 12 months. And this could actually be an actionable phrase or just a word you want to center your year around. For example, your intention could be live with grace if you wanted it to be a phrase or just clarity, right? And remember that intentions are dynamic, just like you. Because of that, don't stress out on picking the perfect one because you're not sure what the next year is going to bring. And by the way, if you're doing this, it could also be a form of indulgence and distraction, okay? But your intention may totally change as you learn and grow throughout the year. And that's okay. You can come back and do this again. In fact, I'll often pick a word of the quarter when it comes to how I show up in my business. And you can do that too. The point is to enter into the next chapter with intention grounded in wisdom. Some people think they need to start with a bunch of goals and then pick the intention that would support them. But aligning with our intention first also makes sure we don't waste time, money, and energy on goals that we think will be fulfilling, but actually wouldn't be. I mean, it's really easy to get distracted by what we think we should be working towards, right? But when we set an intention for the next year, that helps us make sure we move forward with integrity. And I want to offer that we can also think of our word of the year as what medicine do we need 
for the next year. So sometimes we can look at it like, not just how do I want to show up in the next year, but what would be good medicine for me to immerse myself in? Like for me, my word of the year for the upcoming year is going to be vulnerability. I mean, I really think I have a lot to learn from this. After my podcast last week, someone wrote to me and said, can you please say more about vulnerability and how to take down the armor? Like a part two, right? But the truth is, I have no fucking idea at this point. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's kind of an extreme statement. I have some ideas and some things to say about vulnerability. And I can tell you what my teachers have told me and all their wisdom. But I really want to commit to sharing with you here what I found works for me as someone walking the path with you. So I'll share more at some point, but only after I've walked through the fire for enough time myself. Okay? Okay. So for me, I want to shed that armor around my heart. I want to stop protecting and start loving more fully, more deeply. So vulnerability for me is the medicine I need right now. Just like at some points in my life, grief was the medicine I needed to fully grieve a loss. Just like at some points, adventure was my medicine, falling in love with my whole body, mind, and spirit with the playground of the earth. It's all medicine. But what does your soul need right now? What is that next level you can dive into? What might crack you open? One of my soul wanderer friends who I did the year-long intensive with Bill Plotkin with, they said they have a new word, cractus, making a practice of going into the cracks of life, those small dark spaces and receiving the medicine that's found in those places. So there is medicine for all of us in the things that would crack us open. So maybe that's something I can share about vulnerability that I do know for sure. It's the things that crack us open that heal us the most, that help us make the most of this life, to help us live without regret. And we need to be willing to be vulnerable for that to happen. And if you're stuck with picking a word of the year, All right. So in addition to asking yourself, how do I want to show up in the next year? Another way might be to ask yourself, what would be the medicine I need for the next year? Or even what would crack me open and reveal my authentic nature? So from this place, this is where we then set goals from. Goals can help make your vision more tangible, right? They're like the action part of your intention, the things you will do. So when you've gotten clear about how you want to show up in the next year, now is the time to set your goals. And don't get me wrong, you can set the goal to buy the dream house or the new kayak or the new skis or go on a hundred dates and do those things from this place, from this deep, soulful intention. Take a look at how these goals align with your long-term goals and with your intention. Do they support each other or conflict? Because if something conflicts with your word of the year, with your deep intention, maybe you should drop it. This is why the word of the year can be a good way to help you make decisions, right? About what goals to pick, how to go about goals, if the end really justifies the means, about what you say yes to and what you say no to. You know, you have your word of the year and you can ask, does this help me move towards adventure, towards thriving, 
self-love, joy, confidence, authenticity, unapologetic freedom. Gotta love that one, right? (laughs) Or in my case this year, vulnerability. Does this move me towards that? Because ultimately, this is how we want to show up, right? This is how we want to leave our mark on the world, our legacy. This is how we bring meaning into our day-to-day. So yes, this practice of a word of the year may seem simple, but it's deep as all get out, right? It makes sure we live a life in alignment with our values. Look, Lao Tzu said, be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there's nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. And yeah, ultimately, that's the truth. And when we have tools, like our word of the year, our intentions, we can make sure we're more aligned before we are enlightened enough to realize all that other stuff, right? Okay, so one more tip. I want to invite you to find a talisman for your word of the year. Some people do something obvious, like make a necklace with their word of the year on it. (laughs) But you could also have like another piece of jewelry that symbolizes that for you, or a piece of clothing, a scarf or a hat, or a stone, something from nature, or a crystal, or a picture. Like when I had adventure as my word of the year, I had a piece of granite on my meditation altar that I would look at, pick up, feel, smell. In fact, I've left it there because granite means so much more to me now. It means connection with the earth, to my core being, to places that have brought me so much joy and where I embody my authentic self the most. And don't blame me later for suggesting this right now, but folks also get tattoos. I know someone who tattooed surrender on their forearm and another who tattooed death on her forearm. So she was always reminded of her impermanence and inspired to live fully every day. Another who tattooed joy. They all put this where they would see it regularly, right? So when you come up with your word, pick a talisman to help you stay connected to it. It matters. And consider sharing it in the Rebel Buddhist Facebook group or shoot me an email. I love to hear about it. Okay, so here we go, Rebels. Me on a mission to be cracked open by vulnerability itself. What about you? What about for you? May it be just the medicine you need. Oh, and hey, I have to let you know now because I'm so excited about this. If you missed the fall enrollment of the Adventure Mastermind, get on the wait list stat, my friends, at adventuremastermind.com because enrollment for the spring cohort opens in eight days and it's going to be off the hook. We start in March with bonuses that drop as soon as you enroll to help keep you engaged until then. And we have an epic retreat scheduled in Hawaii for April and one in Alaska for August. I mean, y'all, these are amazing retreats where I include your lodging in gorgeous places, your yummy meals, your adventures. I mean, you just have to get your ass to the meeting spot, okay? And the retreats are only part of this entire six-month program that'll help you redefine what the next chapter of your life will look like, get unstuck from old patterns that you're so freaking tired of already, and start to create the life you were meant to live. Freedom, adventure, and purpose inside and out, okay? And they're also small and intimate, these adventure masterminds, so you won't get lost in a Zoom meeting with pages of people to scroll through, okay? So if you're an introvert that normally wants to puke at the thought of a group thing, this group thing is for you. 
Get on the wait list today at adventuremastermind.com and you will be the first to receive the registration link before it opens to the public. Okay, I hope to see you in there and have some adventures.